G'day, it's Coach Pete from Ascension, and today we've got Caitlin Smith, and we're going to have a bit of a chat to Caitlin. Now, Caitlin's one of our clients, and back in 2017, she competed in a physique competition. I, just... I am holding my dog's hand right, well, four right now. Well, yeah. Hey. So we've, got, <laughs> we've got Caitlin here and her dog. What's your dog's name? Yeah. Mia. Vancouver. Oh, yeah, Vancouver. Cool beans. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll have a chat about physique competitions, uh, going back to you doing one back in 2017. Yes. So uh, with that, what was sort of your motivation and what led you to go one day, you know what, fuck it, I want to do a uh, bikini comp? Well, I'd gone to watch an IMBA comp. Uh, It wasn't the year before, it was the year before that, so two years before. Yep. And I'd gone there and I'd watched it and I went, oh, you know, I could – that's something I could do. Like, I was really impressed with everyone who was on the stage, and I thought that is something that I could do if I applied myself. And I went through and I was training, and then my friends and I were talking about it one day, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it because if I don't do it now, I'm literally never going to do it. So I just made the decision to message you and be like, hey, can you help me with this? Yeah. And, uh, that was pretty, that was a pretty fun message. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Can you help me? Yeah. Uh, so how long do you think? You do this, so help me. Yeah, yeah that's it. And uh, if you don't, those who don't know, I don't come from a background uh, of working with bodybuilders. I'm you know, a strength conditioning coach. I work more with athletes, and powerlifters and weightlifters in particular. But, uh, yeah, so it was an interesting challenge for me. So how long do you mm-hmm. think you were thinking about it? Um, like a, a year or two, just sort of in the Probably. back of your head? Probably, seriously, for about a year. I decided that I was going to do it. Hmm. There was a lot of, oh, do I, can I do it? And and then it was kind of a, you know, I'm going to prove to myself that I can do it. And then so I just decided and just stuck with it. That's actually a really good point. Um, so your motivation for doing it, was it something sort of like intrinsic? You just wanted to see if you yeah, could to, do it? to see if I could do it and to prove to myself to, yeah, to prove myself that I could do it. Because there was that little doubt in the back of my mind where I was like, oh, maybe I can't, but I wanted to prove that I could. Yeah. I did. And do you think a lot of other people that were doing the comp or other comps you've seen approached it the same way, or do you think they sort of went in going, you know what, uh, I want to fucking do this and win? There, I think it was about half and half. Yep. So there were definitely the girls who were – their aim was to win. And that's all they wanted to do, and they would—that was their main focus. Whereas there were some other girls like me who were just like, "Oh, I'm trying this out. This is something I wanted to do. and see if I like it, and just prove to myself that I can do it." Hmm. And I'm just trying to think back, but I think you told me, and I think it was September or October of 2016. Uh, maybe a little bit later, actually. It was, I think, October or November, and then the comp was in April 2017. So um, it was about six months beforehand, give or take, I think. And that was from six months, hey, I want to do this in April. And yeah. um, we didn't actually train the full six months focused towards it, though. Uh, you were like, you know what, Christmas is coming up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I still want to be a human. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm eating ice cream and I'm going to drink some wine for the first yeah. time in your life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin doesn't drink much. 
and I'm going to have some turkey or whatever, ham on Christmas Day. Yeah. And then uh, I think that is really... exactly correct. I wanted to still be out to eat for Christmas because yeah. that's all what Christmas is about eating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that was actually a really good move because uh, it gave you like a period of time to, you know, be normal and do what a normal person does still enjoy that Christmas period and then come January at a set time, you're like, okay, now it's time to actually get into gear and train. Yeah, um, that's right. Do you think like if you'd done a preparation for your first comp for like, let's say nine months or 12 months that you just would have gone sort of batshit crazy? Probably. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think if I yeah, started any earlier, I think I would have not I wouldn't have burnt out, but I think I would have just gotten over it quicker and I might not have been as – I might not have wanted to do it yep. because I might have gotten to – I've been doing this for so long and I just don't want to do this anymore. I think I would have gotten to that point, whereas I started, you know, thinking about it in six months and it was in the back of my head and I was like, okay, all right, so I've got to, you know, start thinking about I'm going to have to start, you know, eating a certain way or whatever, but I've still got this time leading up to it to kind of gradually work up to, you know, counting my or weighing my food and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was hate weighing food. <laughs> uh, so I take it you still don't weigh your food anymore. No, yeah, I don't. But <laughs> the, good, the good thing, though, about doing that kind of, like, meal prepping and stuff was like, like that is – now when I'm doing portions, I can see yeah. you know, this portion would be roughly this amount of protein yeah. as opposed to before when I was like, oh, I don't know, this is all chicken yeah. breast on my plate and whatever. So yeah. whereas now I can go, oh, look, at I've got whatever rice I put on my plate. I go, oh, you know, that's a you know, decent amount of carbs. Mm, so you'd say from actually doing it, you actually have some better habits when yes. it's done, not to the extreme, but you've got some skills. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because when you when you weighing, say, how many grams it was in carbs, that I don't know for some reason that is now stuck in my head. <laughs> so yeah. How much like thirty grams of rice is? <laughs> yeah. So about uh, twenty one to twenty four grams of carbs uncooked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Although it's, now it's like maybe just a little bit more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I can. <laughs> yeah, hey. Uh, and, and I'm the same. So um, I did similar sort of diet, as you know, nutrition that you were doing. Um, so we could go through the same agony together. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and, you know, it, uh, it worked. It was useful. And it's a habit I've maintained. Um, yeah. I found it really useful doing what we did with diet. Um, it's kind yeah. of fun. And now I'm just really boring and shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People look at your lunch sometimes and they're like, what is that? You're like, well, I need my four cups of vegetables for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, some people question my lunches now. They're like, this isn't what you ate six months ago. I'm like, yes, because that's this is because I can bring home leftover pasta now. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really interesting point. Um, I don't know, I've talked about it with a few people in the past, but uh, do you think like – physique competitions and bodybuilding competitions and just if they give a false impression of what being healthy actually is yeah yes yeah i think 
Yeah, I'm not going to say it's unhealthy or bad, but like in a, no, to be competitive. I think, I think people can take it too far. Yeah. And and because a lot of the things when I was doing posing practice with Shantae, mm. she was always drilling into our heads like you were never going like looking in the mirror. You were never going to look as good as you want to. You've got to be careful. Like you're never going to think you're good enough to get on the stage, but that's just your mind. It, mm. You will. You'll look fantastic on the stage, but it's in your head that you're not going to be good enough. You're not going to be ready. And yeah, you're not prepared yeah. enough. You're not lean enough. You're not muscular yeah. enough. And then yes. you know, like social media, of course. Yeah. Uh, I know you got me to start stalking a whole bunch of people on Instagram. Yes. Well, it's check, essential. Check it out. <laughs> This, this chick's a total bad bitch. I'm like, ah, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly, yeah, like my business research. page. Is, it was good research. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's a, something that people can mistake. And, you know, like anything, it's a sport and a competition and you do the preparation you need for whatever goals you have or to have the best chance of placing or winning or to get exposed to it or whatever you want to do. Mm. But um, I think people can mistake what they see on social media and maybe see some images go, yep, yeah, that's that's what healthy is. You know, I need to control my intake of carbohydrates, fat and protein all the time and be ultra lean and muscular and be ripped when it's not really a sustainable lifestyle. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. And I think it's good that you're realistic. Like you, for that sort of period of time, four or five months, it was a very deliberate action to get to an outcome. Yes. And then recognizing I'll talk about it in a minute um so some other things that happen along the way that that you can't sustain that and you can't be in that condition all the time and it's you are restricting uh you, you're effectively starving yourself in order to lose body fat and then you're, you're getting weaker more lethargic and a lot kind of stuff i think a lot of people just mix that up and i think for women especially um it can be a bit daunting to see that as what they picture is the ideal when it's yeah. not really ideal, it's just it's people competing for a sport and they don't look like that every day of the week. No, and it is not sustainable for yep. your entire life. Yep. And um, that's sort of the difference, you know, between health, which is that sort of long-term habits, a balance of social and physical aspects, blah, 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 blah versus fitness, mm. which is you're training yourself for a very specific task or competition and that's not necessarily healthy and they're not interchangeable, but I think people, and you see it on TV, social media, you know, here's my crazy weight loss plan, look yes. like me, but uh, I think women especially, and to a degree men as well, can get into a, give it, or be sold a false idea of what being healthy and being fit actually mm. are and mix the two up when they're, they're very different. Yes, yes, I definitely agree. And then the rise of social media, I suppose, does not, help because mm. you know you've got all these people on instagram saying well you know i'll give you a diet plan and you can look like me and uh, and then yeah i don't know there's and then there's some other ones where they're all posting like pictures of their cheat meals and i feel like that makes people think oh you know i, I can have my cheat meals all the time and still look like this when in reality yeah. that person that that cheat meal was probably like once in a month for them, but mm. posting it on social media maybe, maybe makes it think, oh, you know, I can I can do that. Yeah, I can eat whatever I want and still look like that. Yeah. And, yes. But the things aren't, no, that's not true. You actually can't. And, uh, it, and then you've got the opposite of the spectrum, I guess, when you, they, 
that people are looking at these people who are on Instagram and stuff and going, oh, my God, I'm going to have to starve myself mm. to to look that way, whereas it's, it's that's not healthy to do that and you just need to eat healthily and eat proper food to actually look that way. I think that's – I don't think people sometimes fully understand that – like you don't starve yourself to look that way. You still have yeah. to eat properly. Yeah. yeah, it's not just hey, here's carbs. You it, still it, have carbs. You can still eat them. Yeah, just in moderation. Yeah, and then it, the diet bit really came to, especially towards the end, gradually reducing your intake. But at the start, like it was very different. We weren't looking yeah. to try and strip weight, and that's body yeah. fat um, mainly. But we weren't looking to do that. We're trying to do the opposite. We're trying to actually get you at a healthy habits with eating. Being able to get used to the way that you're going to eat and then controlling and manipulating carbohydrates, fat, and protein to gain strength to fuel your actual training. And yeah. then towards the end is where it actually got really aggressive, which, you know, and, and you'll know like the impact it had on you physically and mentally, where you're reducing your total calories, um, you know, fat's low. It's not just, oh, just stop eating carbs. It was like, yep, we're going to reduce the total amount of kilojoules you're going to eat. So there's going to be less fat, yeah. less protein, less carbohydrates. And we're also going to do a water load as well. And we're going to dehydrate you a little bit. Um, you know, that's pretty extreme and drastic, but we did it for, you know, how long were you on stage for? Like half an hour or an hour? Yeah, not even that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the whole time on stage was probably 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, you got 10 minutes. My, my memory uh, is blurry. Uh, it seemed like forever. Like half an hour. We're at that place I'm for a fucking sure while. Was all I, remember. <laughs> I was there for eight hours just waiting. Yeah. Yes, the waiting was very long. <laughs> Sitting at the back reading a book. <laughs> it was attractive people walking around. This is me, like, waiting to go drink a beer. <laughs> you, you were literally the whitest person backstage. Yeah, I had the most clothes on as well. Yes, you did. That also. I that. had long pants. Like no one else had long pants on. <laughs> and I think I had shoes, and they weren't like trainers or runners. I was the only person. I, was, I had my Amity Affliction shirt, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hilarious. It was a really interesting day. Um, mm. But going back, sort of through the whole journey through your preparation, mm. uh, did you enjoy doing it? And did you enjoy your training? And not just sort of like yeah, towards the end shit, obviously, I remember that. But yeah. overall, <laughs> do you think it was a positive, negative, neutral, indifferent, or just a weird experience? Um, I obviously those, you know, that last couple of weeks, that was yeah. a shitty time. It's pretty because, emotional. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I was pretty emotional majority of the time. Just ask Cameron. Yeah. But, um, but. No, I think it was a positive experience um, overall. I like I enjoyed the training and um, I could feel it. I was getting stronger, but then obviously when you cut your calories and stuff, you can feel yourself getting weaker and you can't yeah. lift as much stuff, which which did get frustrating. Obviously, when I was before that, I'd been trying to you know trying to get my um, squat yeah. PR. So that was a bit frustrating, but overall, like I enjoyed the training and and I enjoyed the outcome of the training as well, which I think is important. Yeah. And how did you feel? Because uh, you know, in it as well as doing the training and the diet, uh, you also mentioned um, you went to 
saw Shantae at iPose, who was your posing coach. It was fantastic. Yes. Um, I was going to say something really insightful. Uh, no, I don't remember. It'll come back and you can put it back in there. Yeah, I'll just, just edit that bit out. What I will do is not <laughs> edit this at all. And people are like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Shantae was very insightful. Yeah. and uh, She definitely knew what she was talking about, which is fantastic. Yeah, and that's and from my point of view, you know, like I said, I'm a strength and conditioning coach. You know, I you know, read a book on posing, but it doesn't mean I can teach anyone how to pose. I can't even do it. So... <laughs> You think. I know, and, and like any sport, like you know, you look at if you're a thrower, if you're a sprinter, huh. if you're a power, if you're a weight, it doesn't matter. Like, there's a skill component in golfer, there's a skill component in sport, and with sort of physique competitions, like posing is the skill. Yes, it it's is how you carry yourself, how you move, you know, everything. Uh, and that's you know, I'm some dude who drinks a lot of craft beer, so you know, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> that after like six weeks of posing practice, you'd be fine. Yeah, I, I, you know, I felt assured. I, I reckon, well, I didn't think you were going to have any problems anymore. But I was like, oh, no. man. When I went, I was freaking out the first first day of, because it was, I think it was, was it six weeks? Yeah, it was, uh, I can't remember. It was six or eight. Um, yeah, mm. but, um, yeah, I remember the first, when I was going to the very first training session for posing, I was freaking. I was. I didn't want to go. I was. Cameron was literally pushing me out the door, going, "You're going to be fine, go." Whereas I was freaking. Oh my god, I'm going to suck. I'm going to fall over. This is going to be a disaster. And I, I got there, and Shantae literally said every single thing I was thinking. She's like, "You're going to be nervous. You're going to be thinking I can't do this, whatever." And I found that really reassuring i was like oh shit you know exactly what i'm thinking and so you're going to be really helpful in getting me through this process now yeah and um i think that's a a big thing like for a lot of people that might you know like yourself we've been thinking about it for a while they're like oh you know maybe i could do that but then i don't think you know in that period of time i'd have the skills or be in the right condition but you're a perfect example of you know four months of preparation and then six or eight weeks of doing uh, posing classes with a posing coach and then, you know, next minute you're on stage doing it like you've been doing it your whole life. Yes. And, you know, I was there in the crowd, obviously. Um, And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Caitlin knows what she's doing. She probably looks like she knows what she's doing. (laughs) Sweet. Uh, Now, I don't look like a dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. But I was like, wow, it's really impressive. And, you know, Shantae Diaper was like just phenomenal. I was just amazed. And just, you know, just being backstage and you were like, oh, I just want to get this over and done with. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting that long, you just like, it wasn't even nerves. It was just like, let's get this over with. Yeah. And that was the thing. It was, it was a whole bunch of waiting. I remember the schedule like, oh, we're ahead by like 30 minutes. Oh, we'll probably be ahead by an hour. Like, we did not end yeah. up ahead. We were on time or late uh, in the end. Yeah. Uh, yes, we were. And there's just so much time, just uh, you know, in the prep area, and then there's like, that last waiting area behind the curtain, and there's always that other like, you know, women there, like doing their pumps and doing everything. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you, you want to do that? And you're like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready as I'm ever going to be. <laughs> do I have to? I like, you don't have to. Like you can. No, it's whatever. <laughs> I felt like I 
Scooting up, it was fun. Yeah, and uh, like, I remember everyone else was like, like peeking, and he was like, "Just get this yeah. done with." <laughs> Let's uh, get this done, guys. I've got donuts I need to eat. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That was probably what was spurring me on. I was getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how would you say your your preparation was like overall? Then, like looking at the sort of physical aspect, so training. And the program we did, plus uh, the posing work. Mm. Was that enjoyable, was, good, bad, weird? Yeah, yeah, it was enjoyable. It was. Um, yeah, I liked the training because it was, it was also a, a different kind of training as to what I'd done previously. So it was, um, it was probably like something different all the time, which kept it interesting and certainly you know, the same thing every single week, which was good. Um and yeah, and then with the posing classes, we were doing like we were going over the old stuff. We were doing something new every week, so every aspect of the training was like different, and it was yeah. good because it was kept me like you know into it. Mm. And your diet and nutrition how do you how do you how do you rate that overall? Like, what was the experience like? going from just eating food like a normal person to suddenly weighing um, your meat before you cook it. <laughs> everything, weighing everything. <laughs> oh, except the veggies. You didn't yeah. have to weigh those. It's cup work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the eating was the most difficult part. Yep. Which I think everyone who has ever done any kind of physique competition would probably tell you that eating is the hardest part the most difficult part like you can go to the gym and train for an hour and yeah, you're fine you're, you're, you're stuffed yeah. but you, you, you feel good whereas i think that the eating took a lot more self self-control yeah. firstly and yeah it was it was difficult that was the most difficult part but it i think it also taught me a lot more about nutrition than I did before. Like before that, I, I had a rough idea of, you know, like portion sizes and yep. stuff like that. But being stricter and weighing everything taught me a lot more. How did you go with uh, actually preparing your meals? Because, you know, you go from eating three times a day, maybe you might get a snack, somewhere mm. like that you normally pay for it like at a cafe or a shop or somewhere so suddenly yes. you know i have five meals a day i have breakfast i have which is controlled tightly i have a morning tea i or a little lunch i have a big lunch which is the same size as my little lunch i have mm. another yes. meal i have dinner and then i'm having like a a, a cassian protein shake uh with fruit at night Mm. I, I always look forward to that cassian actually because I used to make it into a pudding and then I put the you know your um, fats on top with your yep. nut butter or whatever. Butter. I literally look forward to that every single night. It, it is my favorite meal every day because I still yeah. have cassian shakes just before I yeah. go to bed, and I'm just like this is this is mad. Um, it's better than ice cream. It was, yeah, and, and then that, oh, but it was even better when, like, at the start when you could have your carbs and your fats with it as well, and you could put the halo top ice cream on yeah, top. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was amazing. And the end's just like, <laughs> here's some water and a scoop of Cassian. 
deal yeah, with it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get any fats. You don't get any carbs. You get nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I, when I first started, it, it seems like so much food because you're eating yep. like so frequently as well. So when I first started the RP diet, it was, yeah, it felt like I was eating so much food and I was like, how could this possibly work when I'm eating yeah, so eating much so and much. eating so frequently? But, um, and then obviously as you get closer, you slowly decrease the amount that you're eating and yeah. whatever. Um, so that was interesting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was good. It was, but um, I think the hardest part was the fact that so you couldn't even say, like, well, this is the thing that annoyed me the most is if you were, like, a little hungry. You know, like, you're hungry, so you go yeah. get a snack of, like, even just an apple yep. or something. I, I couldn't just go get, like, a banana or something, which most people would think, oh, I'm being healthy. I'm going to eat a banana for yep. a snack or whatever. Whereas I'd go, oh, I'm really hungry, but I can't because if I have this banana, then that takes out my carbs from, like, the next yeah. meal. It means I can't have banana. I can't have my banana and my cassian shake tonight, and I want to have that. Yes, that's right, exactly. And a lot of people at work could not wrap their hands around heads around that is the fact that, well, a banana is healthy. Why can't you eat it? And I'd have to explain, well, it's yeah. it's carbs, yeah. fruit. I'm is controlling it, is it absolutely sugar? everything I'm eating. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that was a bit uh, frustrating sometimes. Mm. Uh, and obviously eating out got a lot more difficult. Yep. Because obviously you can't weigh something. Yeah, you, going you can out, guess, so. but oh, Maccas tell you what their breakdown is of me. But it's very disheartening. Yeah, that's like all your kilojoules for the day is in Don't a large big Mac meal. Don't ever look at how many kilojoules is in your Maccas meal. Yeah, it's just like, oh, man, I'd eat that in three days. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, um, yeah, that was it. You're a lot more restricted on, say, where you can go, yep. which does impact on how often you go out in, like, social mm. settings and stuff like that because there, there was a couple of times when I didn't go places because I'm like, oh, I can't eat there. I'm not just going to sit here and not eat anything. Yeah, I can't sit there and drink water all night. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and it was because I went to Brisbane a couple of times yep. during my prep, so that was – a bit hard finding because I, when I was away, I specifically booked hotels that had like kitchenettes. Yep. So you could make so, your own meal still. So I could make, so I could go to Woolworths and I actually took my scales with me yep. when I went to Brisbane so I could still try and get as many of my yep. appropriate number of carbs and protein and stuff like that while I was gone. Um, like obviously you don't always get to and there were a couple of times and mm. you kind of have to guesstimate on the menu like oh I think this should be roughly about you know what I should be eating and I'm not gonna lie when I was in Brisbane there was a cheat meal yeah but I'm pretty sure I asked you I said you hey, did. I mean may I please have a cheat meal and I went and ate a burger <laughs> yeah and that was a really important point um I think and it's like you know one cheat meal and you know, like sort of one pig out you know Verse so one meal in five of a day versus you know let's say thirty five meals a week 
Yeah. Um, what's four months? Eight weeks in the span of like 200 or more meals. Like the net result of that one meal is like minimal. Do you know what I mean? And I just don't think people realize that um, on, on one end of the spectrum, it's like, yeah, you want to be deliberate, controlled, and disciplined. But with any diet, whether you're training, you know, specifically for a, you know, some sort of competition, or if you're just trying to get healthier, like, it's not a failure, you know, like you, you get off course, but then you're back on course and it's just, it's just a little hiccup. And uh, I remember, I remember that time you were, um, there was a lot going on, uh, comp was getting closer and it's just like, of course you can have it. Um, but the problem isn't the meal by itself. The problem is if you eat that meal all the time, every day of the week, you know, that's a bad habit. And that's going to be yeah. counterproductive to your competition specifically. But having that one meal and, and, and not caring and just having that burger you told me about it, I think I went and had a burger too. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a good idea. I'm going to mac it. <laughs> I will. I'm getting four well. <laughs> cheeseburgers and I'm getting a normal Coke, not a Coke Zero. Uh, yeah. Solidarity, oh. sister. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really important point though. When a lot of people are just trying to lose weight in general and they're like, oh, man, yep. I fell off the wagon. I've failed. When is it? It's not. It's just like, at the end of the day, like, if it's just once, like, who cares? Uh, well, that's right. Exactly. And even, I don't think it was until maybe a month before COP, until we, like, completely stopped having females. Because yep. before that, I think I was having, I was like one a week or some, yep. something yeah, like that, week. I think. Yeah, it was one day. Which, it was Friday or Saturday night, I think. Yeah, and... I think so, yeah. You know, the... the you know, usual binge days when you're yeah. <laughs> end of the week, you're like, oh, I'm just going to eat whatever. Because, yeah, I think I was still having those once a week up until maybe a month before comp, yeah. we stopped that. And that was really, I think that helped keep me sane. Yep. <laughs> because it was, I, I don't know, something you didn't have to think about maybe. Yep. Like you just said, I want this, so I'm going to have this and I'm not going to regret eating this yeah. because. There's, there's no guilt. In having no. it because you're allowed it because you've done you know your 34 other meals for the week have been tightly controlled yeah. so yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that's right so I think I think cheat meals well maybe you should I don't know I've read things where you shouldn't call them cheat meals and whatever mm. but I think they're an important it's not the end of the world if you have a cheat meal yeah and like as long as you're not having a cheat meal every single day, or you're yeah, not having because there's no longer a cheat meal. You've just got really shitty habits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to Macca's exactly. every day, you're like, you know, it's oh, I'm not yeah. a cheat meal because I train for 30 minutes. You're like, well, actually, no, that's it's counterproductive. Uh, and you know, like talk about like on people putting stuff on social media. I don't think people understand the context and of you know this. What has this person done that allows mm. them to eat those 27 donuts right now? And allegedly still yeah. look like that did they even eat the meal then or they're just trying to get likes and you know yes. like, <laughs> when was that photo taken of them <laughs> yeah. did they actually post it at 4am this morning for their pre-workout or not um yeah are they paid exactly. enough to do it um yeah i think i just get mixed up but uh yeah it's really interesting but i, I think the other thing to balance is like it's intense physically but it, i think it's probably more intense mentally and psychologically yes and when you're training for anything um, people just go yeah i want to be healthier i want to be fitter and you go okay cool 
and then they try and do some drastic change in their diet or their training and then you know that might produce results physically but it doesn't it's not sustainable mentally or psychologically they're you know it becomes a burden or a chore and especially there's no sort of you know light at the end of the tunnel they're just like why am i doing it they're more likely to, to sort of deviate and just go back to whatever they were doing then they feel bad and come back around it's sort of a vicious cycle but and being able to control it and then have a release where you sort of deviate every once in a while, like, I think it's fine. And it's just, you know, where it got really critical and, you know, we were tracking your weight, you know, we're doing bod pods um, to get more than just weight. Uh, we're taking measurements. We're getting body fat percentages. And, you know, the, the trend was going down. You were getting wider. And, like, I think you ended up weighing less than what you did in high school. I did. Um, so I was like, what we were doing was working um, with cheap meals in there so i was just like yeah. you know, we don't need to mess with this and go harder for no reason like um i think you dropped more than 10 percent of your body weight overall like, it was crazy yeah. um yes to get yes. to sort of that competitive body fat level um but with that built in you know it was working if it was a case of well you're actually not losing body fat and uh, you're actually getting heavier you're not losing weight to get to the physique mm. in this case you, know, you want a certain body composition then yes. you know we'd approach it differently and we'd but because it was working and it was like, yep, are we doing, we're measuring, we're getting the results, um, mm. what we're doing working, let's just keep doing that. Yeah. And then that sort of gave you a bit of like mental release where you, one day you could actually go have something enjoyable. Yes. <laughs> Which was very good because, yes, it is, it is a very emotional and mentally draining sometimes, the whole process. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, how do you find your mental preparation for the four months? I I know a lot during posing. We were warned a lot of this, and you were also very um, always like, "How are you feeling? Are you are you Mm. like feeling okay and stuff like that?" Which is good, but I think it was good because I think I already had a a good, I already had a good self-esteem to begin with. Yeah. So I think that helped, like, at no point in time did I ever feel, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm, or some, you know, yeah. some other girls in, because we, yeah, Shantae was very um, onto us about that as well, about, you know, don't be too hard on yourself and, because obviously in those kind of, like, physique competitions as, you know, girls can develop all different kinds of definitely eating disorders yeah. and body, body dysphoria and yep. all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I didn't, thankfully I didn't have any of those issues at all during comp prep. Um, but I think I was, like, I think I already had a good, um, like foundation for my own self-esteem and then I had you constantly checking up on me and I had, Shantae, when we were doing posing practice, checking up on all us girls, and I also had a really good, like, support base Mm. with, like, my family and my friends, and they were all very supportive and checking in on me. So I, yeah, I was really good during the prep. Mm. And do you think because of that um, you would have been able to identify if you had some sort of issues, like if you started to get, you know, uh, like body dysmorphia is starting to develop. Do you feel like you would have gone, hey, actually, you know what, um, I am being too hard on myself. Uh, here's where we are. Here's where I started. Here where I am now. Here's the goal. Like, 
I'm actually doing really well. Yeah, I think so. Especially afterwards. Yep. I think, um, like, if I had developed one of those conditions or something, definitely my, like, my family and friends would have been like, oh, what are you doing? Like, you know, you, you prep over, you comp over, you don't need to mm. be ridiculous anymore. So I think I would have... Or they they would have woken me up, or I'd I'd be like, "Oh, hang on a second! Like, I don't need to be this ridiculous anymore." Yeah, Uh, I think it it comes back to that sort of idea that you're doing it for a very specific outcome. Yeah, and then that's not to be confused or mixed up with being healthy. It's it's not you're trying to look a certain way to be competitive or to hit a certain weight or hit a certain body fat percentage. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of young women especially can can be sold the idea that this is what you should look like and therefore you should be eating just chicken and rice and counting your calories every day of the week and that's the only way you're going to look like this and then you have to be like this and be batshit crazy basically. Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) It's it's not. It's, you know, the people that do it are doing it as competitors and they're doing Mm. it to get to that for that that 10 minutes on stage. Yes. They can look like (laughs) that. And then they're going to Cactus Jacks and drinking frozen margaritas and eating donuts Mm. for breakfast. Ah, uh, yes. Hot Cross Buns. Yeah, that, that was, yeah Easter. That's right, Easter. Um, oh, I ordered so many <laughs> Hot Cross Buns because I couldn't eat them during Easter and I literally had a freezer full and I literally ate Hot Cross Buns, at least one Hot Cross Bun for like a week after. Yeah. You never need to have a Hot Cross Bun again in your life. You're like, <laughs> so, you like... Know, the comp was after Easter, wasn't it? And yes. And you were like going past oh, bakeries oh, every day just going, oh, it's one Hot Cross Easter. Bun. Easter lunch, man, was was not a fun time because we have like a, a family gathering for Easter yep. every year, and oh my god, you are just eating <laughs> everyone eating their Easter eggs and two grams of protein and some lettuce. Yeah, I was just eating chicken and lettuce pretty much, which was good. They were very, they made sure they had things that I could eat, but yeah. I was just watching them, like you know, eating their bread and and then afterwards eating their dessert. I'm like, screw you guys. Like, oh, you know, we got everyone Easter eggs, but Caitlin, um, here's your Easter egg whites. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, Just throw that back in their face. <laughs> I was you... very angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did you feel, like, just after comp? Sort of like, you know, maybe from immediately after, once you, you were finished and you could eat whatever you want and go back to being a normal person again? So sort of like the next week or month or so. Um, well, straight after, like straight after I got off the stage, I felt amazing. I was like, oh my God, I've done this. Yeah. And I didn't come past. This is amazing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I think that's really important. Uh, you tell me what your goals were. Goal one was to actually to do it, which I think was yes. great. And then goal two was to not come last. Yeah. And, and we achieved <laughs> those, both those goals. Um, uh, you know, they were specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-based, blah, blah, blah. But um, I mean, it was really good and it was, you know, that they were two separate things. Like, you know, doing it was a big achievement and then, you know, doing it as well as you could effectively yeah. was another achievement. And we did both. Yes, we did. Um, yes. I remember you were just like, yeah. yes, I didn't come last. I got a medal yeah. for it. <laughs> I was happy. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure I would have still been happy if I yeah. 
you know, part of a couple hours because I'd still gone and done it. Yeah. But that the fact that I did manage to beat two, uh, did I meet two? two? I yeah, two people. But I beat someone. Yeah. And so at least two was, people beat <laughs> So, yeah, that was, uh, it, it felt good to, like, I got both those goals. Yeah, and um, do you think that a lot of people go in, like, especially their first comp, maybe thinking, yep, I'm going to go in and I'm going to win. And yes. that's how they define success. When in reality, like, you know, only one person's going to win a uh-huh. class or a division. And yes. actually, you know, having the guts or the intestinal fortitude or whatever to actually mm. do all the hard work than to get on stage. Like that in itself, I think, is like a bigger achievement regardless of how you place because there's a whole bunch of people that want to do it that will never do it. Exactly. And That's I think, right. I think they're scared because they, they think that it'll be bad if they don't win or what happens if they come last. Or And you're like, yeah. well, I think like anything, it's actually really supportive. Um, mm. Everyone else you compete with, it's not like a bunch of like crazy bitches about to kill each other and ship each other. Oh, they're all lovely. Yeah, and it was, it was really nice to see. And it's not like weightlifting and powerlifting. You see the first time someone competes, um, it's a really good culture of encouragement and, you know, people are just happy to see someone else like going through the pain they're going through. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sort of like a sense of solidarity. It's just like, oh, yeah, I, I ate lettuce for breakfast today as well. <laughs> I <feel> you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um, which wasn't, it wasn't something that I was expecting from that kind of yep. industry, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I, to be honest, I expected a lot of bitchiness. Yep. Because... I don't, in my mind, put a heap of women together that haven't eaten for a while. Yeah. You, you <clears throat> Cut them in spray tan and put them in bikinis and put them on stage in high heels. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> but, um, and I, I don't know if it was just because, um, like, I don't, I, as far as I've heard, all the, you know, like the um, more competitive divisions, mm. uh, they're just as nice. So I, I don't know. They might be, a, you know, a bit more you know, against each other, but yeah. I don't know if it was because I was in the first time as things, so we were all, we were literally all in the mm. same, we'd never done it before, it was our first time, so I felt like, um, it's kind of like you were hunting each other's back, so you all, all of you wanted to, wanted the other to do well, yeah. like, in our, in our posing sessions, like, other girls would, you know, help you out if you, like, you could ask someone a question if you didn't know what was happening. Because mm. in our posing classes, it wasn't just all the beginners together. Like, there were girls that had done it four times. There was yep. girls who'd done it twice. There was girls who'd never done it before, like me. So you could, you know, go to one of the girls who'd done it, like, the year before and they're like, oh, well, you know, how does this work? Like, am I standing right? Should I do something else? And then even on the day there were – Girls, like you could just sell it. Like, they were all. Everyone was excited for everyone else to be there, which was yep. which was really nice. And you didn't feel like you couldn't talk to anyone, or if you needed help, no one was going to help you or anything like that. So everyone was really supportive, which which surprised me, but it was really nice. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to with the sort of when you get into any sort of sport or competition is you're not really the first time you compete. You're not really competing against anyone else. The, the person that you're actually trying to better or perform better than is yourself. Mm. And, you, you know, you're trying to give the best, you know, version of yourself in whatever competition you can 
And I think people understand and recognise that and they know how much work you've done. That They know because they, they've done it as well. They've done it, exactly. And, and, you know, it's amazing to see that, you know, everyone gets on because they're just like, sweet, you know, let's all go out there and do as best we all can as opposed to, I'm going to smash you bitches, you all suck. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure in the back of some of them, I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm getting oh, at least they didn't say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the donut, deal with it. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I think maybe that's why everyone was so nice. They're like, you know what? We all get to go eat a donut after this. Yeah. And, <laughs> or whatever um, they were craving. How long do you think you sort of felt like elated or on that sort of like post-comp high where you could actually, you know, the achievement and? Probably for like a week. Yep. Like for a solid week after. Because, um, you know, you you got that high where you're like, I've done this, I've done this, and then you've got other people who knew you've done it coming up to you and be like, oh, you've done really well, like congratulations mm. and stuff like that. So that, it, yeah, at, at least a week. Yeah. If not a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> but, but even now I'm still like, I'm still so happy that I did it. Yeah. So technically I suppose it's lasted this entire time. Yeah, well, that's good. And, it's, you know, it's, it's an achievement and something you can always look back on. And Yeah. I think it comes back to what your motivation for doing it was. It was always like, I need to do this because I don't want to be one of those people that says they can do it yeah. but never knows. Yeah. Yes. Um, I actually want to go and do it to see if I can. And then you yeah. realise you can do it. And I'm not saying it's easy. Like, it's still hard uh, and it's still yeah. challenging. Um, it makes it even better, though. Yeah, it does. But, and yeah. If it, you know, if something doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. No, um, that's right. Uh, and because you've gone through like a seeming an obstacle and a challenge, you're like it's always something you go, yeah, you know what? I'm not one of those people that said, yeah, I could have done that if I wanted to. Yeah, you actually did do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and someone goes, yeah, I could do that, and it's like, well, put you know your money well, where your mouth is. Money where your mouth is, yeah. And do it. Oh, you know, I'm just not ready. And you're like, you're never going to be ready, I think. And people think yeah. they're never going to be. You know, I'm not going to be strong enough. I'm not going to be lean enough. Uh, I'm not going to be spray tan enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just not tan enough. Uh, you know, I've got other things on, but it's like, well, at the end of the day, like, you're never going to be ready enough or as ready as you want to be. And the biggest obstacle, I think, and, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but having never done a physique competition and definitely having never worn a bikini on stage. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> in this country, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? Something. Um <laughs> But yeah, you're never gonna be. You never think you're gonna be good enough, and then you do it, and you realise, well, actually, you were oh, yeah. because you did yeah. it, and yeah. you, know, you, you are ready. And you know, the actual, the biggest step and the hardest step it takes, the first one when you go, I actually am gonna do this. I'm gonna commit to it, and I'm gonna then see it through. Yes, yes, that is the biggest. Well, the biggest thing is deciding I am going to do this. Like that's probably the biggest step. Yeah. That you're gonna take. And then, yeah, the second step is I'm going to commit to this and I'm going to see it until the end. Hmm. Were there any times where you were ready to pull out or not do it or just go, stuff this, I, I've had enough of this shit? Um, there was, yeah, there was probably a couple of times. Um, and it was all to do with the food. Yeah. <laughs> like anything training related was fine for me. Um, but it, it was those days when 
you know, you're just really, really hangry and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. What is the point? Or they will also say, because it's a very, well, looking at yourself, it's a very gradual change, I suppose. Whereas I suppose, I guess other people could probably see a difference more before you can. Mm. So they're probably, so in addition to, you know, some days when you just fed up and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to weigh my stupid food anymore, whatever, this is too hard. And then there was probably the other days where I was like, oh God, I'm not, like, I'm not seeing a change. How am I going to get ready in time for this? Like, maybe I should just give up now. Yeah. I actually remember, I think it was maybe six or eight weeks before the competition. Yeah. You sent me a message and you were just like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) You went, I've had enough. (laughs) And then I didn't say okay and I didn't say not okay. I just said, okay. (laughs) I just said, well, do you want to not do it or do you want to do it? And then you went, oh, I said I was going to do it so I have to do it. Yeah. Which is great for me because I didn't then have to be the bad guy and say, well, yeah. you, know, you committed to this. Um, yeah. I didn't want to be like forcing you through it. And um, I think it was important because you know, I didn't sign up for it. Uh, well, yeah. I did sort it in the end. Um, I agreed to do it with you, but I didn't you want did. to be the, you know, someone that pushes you to do it and then you have a miserable time. But yeah. for me, it was 50-50. I'm just like, this go either way. <laughs> um <laughs> Hopefully, you know, she's having a bad day and then she'll just say, you know what, I, I've signed up, I just have to do it. And and that's exactly what happened, um, thankfully, because otherwise I, I don't know what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's exactly why, because I, I knew going into it that I would have those days. Yeah. Like, because going into it, I knew it was going to be tough. I knew there was going to be days where I was going to be like, I don't want to do this. And that's why I... I told a lot of people that I was doing it because mm. I knew that would, like, if I got to those those points where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore, I'd stop and think, well, no. Well, firstly, I've made this decision and I'm going to do it. But secondly, I've told other people that I'm, done, I'm going to do it. So There's an expectation to, now. Right, exactly, which I don't know if that works for some other people, but yep. for me it did because I was like, Especially when I got to the point where I paid for my, yeah, you know, you registered. Entry. I'm like, well, this is happening now. <laughs> I'm getting the wristband tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a really good, uh, good way to look at it. Um, is like by not by hiding it, but by telling people you effectively have outsourced it to people to hold you accountable. And whether they actually will or not doesn't matter. Yeah. But you feel like you're letting them down if you don't. Um, uh, I'll probably be supportive anyway, no matter what you do. But I don't think that's good. It, it gives you sort of an, an external or extrinsic form of motivation where you're like, well, I just told everyone at the office I was going to do this. And um, yeah. they also, they're going to come watch me. Oh, shit, I have to do this yeah. now. <laughs> and you're back on track, if you know what I mean. You're like, yep, cool. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, that's specific. I specifically told people because I knew that would help me get through some of the parts where I was like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. And, yeah, it was it held me accountable Yeah, sometimes. I think accountability is really important and it's not about trying to do something as hard to make it as bad or as painful or unenjoyable as possible, but it's just to make sure, you know, that when you sort of lose focus, which happens, you know, with, with, with animals yeah. really, it's, it's easy to fall off whether no matter what you're doing. Um, yeah. Someone there just going, hey, you know, you still doing that? You're like, yes, 
I'll go back yeah, to eating my like 28 grams of protein and <laughs> lettuce and my brown rice, which I am allowed 40 grams today of. Um, yes. Those were good days. Did you find you had any other obstacles or challenges you had to overcome that maybe you were or weren't expecting? Um, no, the, like the, the eating out was one of the obstacles and or there, there were some times when, you know, like you'd had, I'd have like a really busy day at work or something and you, I just wouldn't want to, you know, you, you have a shitty day at work yeah. and you just want to go home and, you know, binge out or do whatever. And some of those days were tough for you. Like, no, I've got to, you know, get in my, eat my, you know, meals or whatever and go to the gym and make sure I'm doing the correct stuff. So sometimes that was um, hard, I suppose. Yep. But yeah, everyone's got those days. Mm. You've all got those days when you, you know, yeah, you're like, and you're like, oh my God, I just want to go home and do nothing. That's every day of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to train. That's been me this week. <laughs> I don't want to eat my meal. I want to go get a, get a burger. Um, yeah. Every day of my life. But then I'm like, no, can't do that. <laughs> I get, I'm allowed to have a get a burger on Friday. Yeah, but um, but I I think I did. No, I think there was I was okay. Like I had a lot of um supportive people because like my friends and I, our whole social life was literally just around eating. Yeah, like we'd get together and we'd have girls' nights and we'd you know binge on chocolate and whatever, or we'd go out for breakfast and we'd go out for lunch every Friday and stuff like that. And they were really. They were really good about it. Like, we'd still have our girls' nights or whatever, but they'd make healthier choices to for dinner and stuff as well. And, like, you know, they'd have their chocolate or whatever, but they'd eat that at the same time I was having, you know, my Cassian or whatever. So that was really good. And we, because I would obviously have a packed lunch every day, we'd go to places that I could bring my lunch with me. Yeah. So I could eat at the same time they could. So that was really – it was good to have such a, a supportive – group of people around me who were helping me. Mm. Do you feel like in for some people that'd be really hard to achieve where they feel like they're being judged or uh, people might, might question why they're doing this or they might say, oh, yeah, what are you doing? Definitely. Because there's, yeah, even even like in my work, there was a lot of people going, oh, why are you eating that? Why, why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, what are you eating that for? And you're kind of like, oh. And you didn't, sometimes you didn't want to eat around those people because you're like, don't judge yeah. my lunch. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, you know, you, you, you might find yourself ostracized or, you know, on the outer circle. Uh, yeah. With people yeah, that's right. That yeah. Just don't you get might, it. Yeah, you might feel like that. And, and pe people's families as well, because I know obviously some people's families are very mm. centered around like their traditions or say, because mum was a bit harder to get on my side sometimes because I, I go out to mum and dad's for Sunday dinner every week and there were some times where she'd cook something and I'd go oh mum I can't I can't eat that do you mind you know cooking me something else or don't worry I'll bring my own food she's like oh, why can't you eat it like come on yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I do love your food but just not not now yeah put in a freezer yeah I think a lot of people just you know <clears throat> who haven't you know, competed in that or anything like it where you have to have that sort of level of discipline just 
mm. can really struggle and they don't mean to be a pain but no, they, they, they can be and then they, they always mm. want to know why, why are you doing this oh that's not yeah. healthy and you're like well it's not healthy i'm not here to be healthy i'm here to win yeah or, that's right i'm here to not lose exactly. today well like oh this a little bit of this won't hurt yeah. <laughs> Like it might, it will just, it might not, but I'd rather not, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so how did you sort of then like approach, um, like, you know, your mum especially, like how do you handle that when you've got someone like close in your family who's, hey, Caitlin, I, I baked you 28 hot cross buns. Um, <laughs> um, i got extra Nutella just for you. Um, like how did you sort of go about um uh, sort of dealing with that or was it just a case of you sort of had to be as delicate um, as possible or sometimes take I, the hit to keep them happy yeah. sometimes i i was i trying to be as delicate as possible so i i tell her well she was also still really good about it so yeah. if i had like because normally she really likes to make lasagna yeah. so we, we but she stops making lasagna so often for or Sundays and she'd do like or if she was saying she was cooking chicken or something she instead of putting it in the fryer or something she put it in the oven for me or something like that so I I generally just feel like oh mum do you mind if you you know just don't put this on the chicken or just mm. leave something aside for me or yes yeah, so there, there were times where I was like okay mum I'll just you know just have a little bit just to you know make make you feel better but um no, she was, I yeah, just treaded delicately. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose it was sort of the good thing of only, you know, going in hard for four months. Yeah. Where if you'd done longer, like six or nine months, and, you know, maintaining sort of social relationships, which is an important part of health as well, it's yeah. the longer you do it and people go, you know, it's sort of the balance. People go, I want to be as best prepared I can be. Yeah. But you're like, the longer you prepare the harder it's going to actually be to do it. Yes. And, like, yeah. you might think you're in a better position by doing it for longer, but you're still going to feel the same the whole time as opposed to, you know, not thinking you're good enough for four months, you know, not thinking you're good enough for six, eight, nine, twelve months. Yeah, yes. And then you have to then deal with, you know, however you want to do it or, you know, do you just avoid it? Like, you have to deal with other people that yes. you have to interact with unless you're a hermit. Um not a bad decision. Well, no, never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, 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 I <laughs> preferred option is just you go to the hills for the whole time and just, yes. you know, in some sanctuary. But, uh, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be cool. get do even more insane though if you don't have those, yeah. those outlets there, I guess. Yeah. I, I earn money by raking stones. Um, hey. Worst way to make money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I do think that's that sort of the balance. People just don't get. They're just like, yeah, it's, you know, I'll just be as best prepared. I'm like, well, it's going to be shit the whole time. Yes. And you yeah. got to find a a usable period of time, and mm. let's just rip that band aid off, band aid off, and just do it. Yeah. And at least yes. the exposure and you know the sort of social damage that you know it's not going to be permanent, but no. you you know there's going to be less of that. I think that's something people just go, I want to be as best prepared, you know, I want to be as lean, I, you know, I want to do like a full, really dedicated, and it's just like, ugh, it's just going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable for a year. Just be miserable yeah, for four months. Pretty and, much. and go nuts for four months afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got to be, 
you got to be ready for some flexibility yeah. as well. Though. Like, yeah, I think you've got to realize that those situations are going to come up at some point mm. during your prep. Like, you've got to be prepared that, oh, because if I was, say, if it was someone's birthday dinner, because there's a lot of birthdays in between yeah. this time, you know, people want to go out for their <laughs> birthdays and celebrate for their birthdays. So you think, I think, like, oh, I'd suss out where we were going first and I'd check out the menu and I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I might have adjusted, say, like lunch or something. So yeah. I'd have a bit. To compensate. Yeah, to compensate for, because I knew obviously I'd yeah, be consuming a bit more than I should have been at dinner if I was going out. Mm. So I adjust my lunch to compensate for what was happening at dinner. So, which I'm very much a planning in advance person as well. So yeah. it probably helped. I like to know things in advance so I could, I'd see my week and be like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to adjust some things here. Because yeah, you can't knock off people's birthdays. <laughs> yeah, you know, you become like a a leper. Um, yeah, and I think that's a really good quality to have. Like it's knowing and predicting in advance. Like you know, here's going to be the rough spots. Um, I'm not going to be surprised by them. What can I do yeah. to you know make you know two parts of my life come together as best as possible yeah. so I can yeah. you know still interact with people so I don't, I don't think yeah. I'm a total. Yeah. To some degree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a part of it and have some sort of release while still working towards your goals. Yeah. Um, do you think four months was a good period of time? To yeah, I think so. Not, yeah. Do you think you still could have done it if you'd say, you know, cut it down to three months or no. do you think six months would have been too long? Four months was pretty much on point for you? definitely don't think I could have gone like any longer than six months. Yep. I think that would have been too long. Um, but I also wouldn't have gone any less than four months because I don't know, I feel like I might have gotten too stressed. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's so soon. Um, but I, yeah, I'd say like between six and four months is sort of a decent, a good, good range. A good, happy, yeah, a good, me because obviously you don't want to be you don't want to be doing it for like 12 months or whatever stuck yeah. on this thing but also you don't want to leave it until the last minute um, I, might, I might do that yeah, tomorrow it's literally a shock to your system where you're literally just cutting your, your calorie intake straight away <laughs> i was gonna eat nothing this week yeah yeah pretty much which probably like some people might do that and that could be a the thing that leads to these bad mm. habits and eating. Yeah, sort of trying to do it. Yeah. Like I want to do that in a month or two weeks or three weeks' time. And you're like, well, you got to be realistic and balance. Yeah, yeah you got to realize that it takes time. Yeah, and it's, you know, you're not going to drop, you know, a whole bunch of body weight or body fat really quick. And, you know, we tracked your changes in body fat and weight overall. And it was we aim for a sustainable loss. Yeah. Throughout, and especially that last, you know, the last four weeks were the hardest four weeks because, you know, you'd lost so much body fat so far, you know, you're lighter, yeah. and then to get even lighter, to be more ripped, to have, you know, better muscularity and to look yeah. leaner, you actually had to reduce your intake even more. Um, yeah. And I think people don't get that with nutrition at all. It's just like, oh, if I just eat, you know, this, if I just eat the following things, I'm just going to lose weight forever. And you're like, well, it'll work for a period of time. 
but yeah. when it comes to a period of time where you're in balance again, where that's the right amount of energy to sustain and maintain your current body weight, yeah. yes. based on whatever training you're doing, and if you double your training, you're not going to suddenly start losing weight again. You actually no. now have to reduce again and reduce again and reduce again. It's a stepped process, and yeah. I think people just go with, with nutrition, which is you know one of the most murky topics uh, and anything related to health and fitness and it's, it's overwhelming the amount of shit out there that's just false or misleading mm-hmm. people just go oh, I eat healthy why do I get nowhere and it's just like well I lost weight for like you know four weeks and then nothing happened you know like, well you got to keep reducing it's an ongoing process yeah. yes. and it's it's less about what you eat well it is still about what you eat but it's about knowing how to manipulate and knowing what the right habits are to lead to an outcome yeah. And then I was just like, hey, uh, you know, start to slow down a bit. And you're like, <sighs> no! Yeah. Does this mean I have to go to cut two? Yeah, cut two. No, uh, cut two! Yeah, that's pretty right. Next one, I've got to cut one, I don't think. I don't think I ever got to cut one. Uh, yeah, so we didn't get we didn't get to the end, luckily. Um, uh, oh, thank God. <laughs> we had it up our sleeve if we needed to. Uh, it was there, just in, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you had your time again, mm. um, so if you to do that same comp again, you know, for your first comp, do you think you'd do anything different? Mm, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I, well, I feel like I'd definitely be better prepared now. Yeah. Um, well, that's the next question. If you were to do a comp again, would you do anything different based on the fact that you know you've gone through it once already? Would you invest sort of more, you know, would you look more at technique work and posing? Would you do it for a shorter period of time, a longer period of time? Um, would you just do it again and just, just try and improve on your last performance? I'd try, I'd definitely work on my technique more, yep. as in like the posing and stuff like that, mm. um, because that is one of the feedback I got from the judges yep. after my first comp. Um, but training-wise, I don't I don't think I'd do anything differently. Like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the training and I got the results yep. that I wanted to. Um, I might have... Um, No, no, to be honest, I don't think so. Mm. Like, I was pretty happy with how everything worked out, so I don't think I'd do anything too different from what we did um, in prep last year. Now, if, let's say, you had a friend or someone else uh, asked you for advice or told you they wanted to do their first physique competition, uh, what sort of advice or would you give them um, what would you tell them you think is important to focus on or what obstacles do you think, you know, someone should know in advance? Um, well, first of all, no, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a lot of – it's going to affect you mentally more than it's going to affect yeah. you physically, to be honest. You, mm. You're going to have to be – a lot stronger mentally and you'll get stronger mentally anyway just from the whole process, the process. of it. Yeah. Um trying I mean, I know the whole 
physique competition thing is literally based on someone judging you. Yeah, on how you look. Yes. Like, with, but, hmm. but don't be too judgy of yourself, I suppose. Yep. And, and people are going to have comments about what you're doing and why you're doing it, which some of them are going to be negative. But if you've chosen to do this and you want to do it, then just, just don't listen to them. If, if it's something you want to do and it's making you happy then and it's your goal to do it, then just just leave them behind. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, focus on what you want to do. Um, yeah, don't be too harsh on yourself. And it's going to take time. Like you're going to look in the mirror and think, oh, God, nothing's happening. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to be ready to step on stage in front of all these people. Um, but you've just got to trust in – you've got to trust in the process, trust in your coach and what they're helping you do and just have faith that you're going to get there. Yeah. And as, as long as you get on that stage at the end, that's all that matters, mm. really. And if you're happy with what you've put up on that stage – and you can always improve. Yeah. Like if you get up, if you get up there and you've done it, and you think to yourself afterwards, "Oh, look, I could have, I could have really done that better." You can, you can go do it again. You can go do it better. Mm. I think it's really, you know, really insightful because you don't know what it's going to be like until you actually do it. And mm. you know, you, you're not sure. You know, you might have, you know, yeah, you might be worried about, you know, a whole bunch of things. But then the feedback you get from the judging criteria, you're like, "Oh shit, I." I did not realise that was something I had yeah. to look at or that was a strength or that was something that needs to be improved. Uh, only by actually doing the competition do I think you then go, well, okay, sweet, I now actually have the experience. Now if I want, you know, you know that was a sort of question I asked you, but it's like um, on the day and then afterwards, like, you know, do you want to do this again? And I think that's something important that someone should have. They shouldn't just go, yep, I'm going to do this and I'm going to love it and I'm going to smash it, but you should do the competition if you want to yeah. and find out if you even like it or, you know, is this right for you? And yeah, it turns fine. out you're like, yep, I actually loved it, but I didn't do as well as I hoped. That's cool. Yeah. You, you yeah. now know what, you know, the actual adversity you have to get through. You now know what you have to work on. You're actually better prepared for your second competition. The worst competition yeah. you'll ever have is your first one, which is also your yes. best one in, yes. in the same way because it is like a, a new experience. Um, it is. There's so much stuff to learn and, you know, it's not what you expect. But then from that, you can build and you can go, sweet, you know, I achieved this. Um, okay, now I can be realistic. I know what I can do in three months or four months or six months. Let's start planning the next one and yeah. you know, let's adjust the plan and now I'm going to work harder on nutrition or I'm going to work harder on diet or I'm going to do a lot more mental prep or I'm going to change the colour of my bikini or I'm going to change um, – the shade of my spray tan or my hair is yeah. going to be different or my jewelry is going to be different. I'm going to get different hair, uh, different heels or I'm going to work uh, you know, work more on walking. I know yeah. like, all this shit. There's a lot. There is. There is. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, the most there, there, yeah, there's floor. a lot more than you would think. Yeah, and it's not just how you look. It's how you present Yes, uh, how you confidence. interact with the judges, how you interact yep. with the crowd, how you yep. how yeah. you smile. What, um, yes, how how yeah how your makeup looks, how your hair looks, how how your toes look. Yeah, and you're like, who cares? You know, just look at my abs. Yes. 
<laughs> just look at my abs and my butt because that's what yeah. I'm working on. That's what I've worked on and they're on point. But yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they're only like two of many criteria they look at. Mm, that's right. Exactly. There's, yeah, a lot of criteria. But it's it's all worth it in the end. Like when you get up there, like I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be as fun up there as it was. Like I've, I've literally never gotten on stage in front of people in a bikini and just trotted around before. And I was thinking, oh my god, I'm going to suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be nervous the whole time. And you and you're nervous, like but walk, walking up those stairs, like onto the stage and when you first look out and you're like oh my god there's it's, all these people here looking at me actually happening and the lights are on me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and but then once you kind of like you get up there and obviously up until this point you've been practicing your poses you've been it's just become second nature and then when you're up there and you're going through your poses and you know you're smiling at everyone and then after a while just kind of you're just like you know what this is actually kind of fun like I, I got everyone's this. looking at me hell yeah yeah check this out <laughs> yeah <laughs> look where i am guys all these people came to see me right yeah. now <laughs> and do you feel like you know once you've been on there for a couple of minutes like that that sort of confidence really came and you're like you know what i actually can do this uh, yeah yeah it's... after i didn't trip and fall on my face yeah. walking up the stairs in front of everyone i did trip a little at the end yeah that, that was my friends got that on film that was fantastic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i did not pull on my face and embarrass myself so it's fine yeah yeah go through it and, and if you are nervous about Falling flat on your face, walking because those heels are damn big. I know, like they're stripping heels. Yeah, and and I got the smaller, like because yeah. I'm tall. Luckily, I'm tall, so I didn't have to get the really, really high ones. But there are some really high ones out there. So you know, but if if you know it's not walking, you just you just walk around your house. Yeah. Like I was cooking the dinner, wearing my heels, just practicing walking in them, so I didn't trip and fall on stage. Hmm. <laughs> I'd, I'd be cooking dinner and Cameron would come home and he's like what are you, you doing <laughs> <laughs> this is all for you <laughs> yeah. hello husband <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't mind me just cooking your dinner in my heels <laughs> that's fine hello <laughs> yeah duh think about it like of course there's going to be stairs you're going to be on a stage because <laughs> i hadn't thought about that until i got to um i posed with shantae and she's talking about you know practicing in your heels going upstairs yep. i was like what stairs <laughs> what? <laughs> we have to mark those as well like, uh, it never crossed my mind there was going to be any stairs um <laughs> i don't even think about that um I mean, there, I'm like, oh yeah, obviously, obviously there are stairs. I'm like, yeah, I did not think that four no months one, ago. No one lifts you up onto it. Yeah, it's an elevator. <laughs> yeah, that would have been really handy. But and then also, you've got to you've got to step up to get onto the podium and step down to get off the podium. Yeah. So, got to think about that too. Definitely. Uh, and you know, it's 
that's where the big ticket items are. It's not mm. about your training. It's about how you can walk upstairs. That's right. Exactly. That, that's the real legs day. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> trust me, walk around those heels, even for a, da- a damn hour in those posing classes, God damn, your feet hurt. Yeah. <laughs> All different kinds of training go into this. <laughs> yeah, it's not just gym work. Not the thing necessarily. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a whole bunch of little things that all contribute. Um, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Anyway, Caitlin, thanks for coming on to the podcast today. You're welcome. And uh, have a good one.